Hello and welcome. My name's Ryan Johnson and this is the Saltcast. Today I welcome Paul. Paul. Welcome. Hey Ryan. How are you, buddy? I am really good. You know, the weather's holding up. I think I think our, our most common introductory conversation is the weather. It's true. We seem to talk a lot about the weather. Because either it's in St. George anyway, where I am, it's either really hot because it's the summer, or it's just glorious. It's perfect. <laughs> Sunny blue skies. It's rare that we get a lot of rain. But... Yeah, well, yeah, in Idaho, we get drastically different weather, though we get very little rain as well. I think yeah. you've gotten more rain this year than we have. Yeah, I think we've it's gotten crazy, more rain sounds. than most people have. <laughs> it seems like this year it's rained. Yeah, I was talking with um, Jason, who's in Texas, our CEO, and um, the amount of rain that they've gotten doesn't seem to be. We ought to look it up and actually see, you know, if it's mm. just our bias or if it's factual. <laughs> but we have gotten uh, a lot of rain this year. But anyway, a lot of flooding down there. It's true. But, you know, Lake Mead still keeps dropping. Yeah. From what does. I can see. It does. I I probably watch way too many videos about, you know, things being uncovered yeah. at Lake Mead. It's yeah. really it's really kind of interesting, but yeah. You know, as as the water gets lower, people are finding cars and boats and all sorts of stuff down there. It's kind yeah. of cool. Um, but today on our podcast today, I was thinking, I, I wanted to ask you and kind of give you a scenario here and you can tell me if it's common and, um, and kind of how we, we deal with it. But the scenario is this, um, so I, this, I, in my mind, it should be kind of everyone's dream is they start a company and they run it for 10 years and someone approaches them to sell it, right? And so they've been doing business for, you know, a decade and, you know, they go to sell it. And of course there's the whole due diligence process. And throughout this due diligence process, um, you know, the buyer uncovers a large sales tax liability. I mean, it could be one, $2 million, right? Yeah. And so now where they're hoping to make, you know, I don't know how much they're trying to sell a company for, but they <laughs> like 10 million bucks, like all of a sudden it's a major hit, right? Yeah. It's like, Oh yeah. It's not as much as they're expecting. And now they've, yeah. they got to deal with this and yeah, they wouldn't know what to do at that point. Yeah. Is that something that you commonly see? In the last couple of years, I would say the merger and acquisition market has been pretty hot. Uh, there've been a lot of mergers and acquisitions. Um, you know, obviously at Pfizer Johnson, we help companies with specific sales tax needs and through an M and a process, um, you know, buyers are looking specifically at that exactly. And so it is, um, fairly common. Um, I've had a couple of instances just recently, actually, that um, come to mind 
where companies have come to us and whether or not they were trying to sell right now or being acquired right now or looking to be acquired in a few years uh, down the road eventually um, just wanting to make certain that everything is buttoned up and that they're you know in compliance um, when it comes to your sales tax obligation it's a it's a big deal because as you are making sales I, I'll give you one example Let, let's just if I were to jump into a specific example it would be with a recent client that's um, headquartered here in, in St. George we got a referral from a local CPA firm as most of our listeners know we partner with a lot of CPA firms to handle and help with sales tax uh, needs for their clients it was a referral from this company they're registered in Utah owners are here in Utah um, <clears throat> and they sell exercise equipment specifically um, not like your traditional like weightlifting equipment but more like um, you know neck rollers bands electric bands jump ropes just um, you know the, the, the kind of the basic more cheaper and not um, you know treadmills or stationary bikes that type of thing Anyway, they were um, they're registered in Utah, and they have a obviously a, a Utah taxpayer number, and they're filing Utah sales tax based, and they're collecting Utah sales tax based off of sales to Utah customers. But that's it. And like a lot of companies, they experienced a big growth, and they saw a lot of growth over the last two years, three years. Um, in sales across the entire US and so now they're trying to figure out what what exactly do we do and so they sent me over their sales from 2020 and we walked through it and we discussed specifically you know what that obligation looks like and, and how to help mitigate it um, granted it was only one year and they've been in business for many years now um, we identified where they had a tax obligation in a lot of states and where they had established nexus uh, first and foremost because that's where we start where you would establish nexus and now you have this obligation to collect tax but you haven't been collecting the tax and so how do you go about that there's a another classic example that Andy um, shared I still remember uh, early on he and Jerry were helping this pool company um, that was being audited and they were going to be put out of business because they weren't collecting tax on the services most people know services aren't subject to tax ex unless they're specifically enumerated in the legislation and just so happened that professional cleaning services were taxable um, pool cleaning services what he was doing this company this individual was doing and so whether you're being acquired or you're being audited um, you know, there are some serious uh, sales tax obligations that you ought to look at when it comes to um, moving on and being in compliance. One of the things that uh, companies um, often overlook is the fact that, you know, they're doing business outside of their home state. Uh, now with the economic nexus legislation, they have this obligation in multiple states, but they're not addressing it. They're not getting registered. They're not collecting the tax. Um, so how do we how do we handle that? How do we go about that? And and we help companies uh, in this specific space every single day. 
mitigate that to, to the best of their right. abilities. So when, you know, someone is performing this due diligence and they, you know, uncover this, this obligation, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, it's, you know, this being the year, you know, 2022 being the year of the sales tax audit. Right. And yeah. you know, we've seen that and, you know, more and more states are looking to, you know, pad their revenue by more sales tax audits. Yeah. And, um, but at the same time, you know, that's just one state or it could be one jurisdiction. Um, or you could have a couple of states auditing at the same time. But, but when you, when you have someone looking to acquire your business, they're not looking at just one state. They're looking yeah. at all of them. And so yeah. that's even more yeah. to mitigate. So it sounds like yeah. the time to look at it, you know, if, if, if you're, if you're, you know, planning on having a nice exit from your business and you want to retire, in the next, you know, five to 10 years, even it's smart yeah. to, to get that looked at. <laughs> yeah. It's funny and, that you mentioned that because when, when you're getting acquired, you're looking at all the states, right? As if the states all came and audited you. But well, that's one of the things we talk about a lot is, you know, as you're trying to get compliant, it's almost impossible that every state is going to audit you in the next three years, four years. Right. Um, now, if you're a large, large company, you know, you're the Microsofts of the world, the Amazons of the world. Sure, you could be audited by every state in a short period of time. But most, you know, medium to large size businesses are not being audited by every state. Um, and those medium to large size businesses likely have got things figured out. But if they don't, then yeah, they, you could have some obligation. But for most small to medium-sized businesses, they don't really have that risk of being audited everywhere. And so right. typically they'll just look at the top, you know, maybe top three or top five states, depending on how material it is to them. Uh, we've even helped some small businesses who have had, you know, six-figure tax obligation for, you know, three, four years in the rears that they need to address. And they've simply... Now we're going to start collecting tax today. We're going to get registered, and we're going to do it compliant, or we're going to be compliant going forward. And they just kind of roll the dice. And as a business owner, you you can take on that risk, right? I mean, you can say, you know, if California wants to come audit me and assess this six-figure liability, hundred, two, three, four hundred thousand dollars in tax, then okay, I'll deal with it then. But I don't think that that's what would happen. And so we, we walk through that. Okay, here's the pros, here's the cons, here's what legally you should do, um, and, and here's what um, here's what we would encourage you to do. And then we just work with each of those companies to help mitigate their tax obligation and then defend them or help defend them under audit if they do get audited. Yeah. So when it comes to a merger and acquisition, is there some negotiations that we help you know, in between, like, do we help negotiate? It's like we, we get in there and we can help kind of mitigate the potential exposure, but do we give like some negotiation advice of, of, you know, here's what you can say and here's, here's kind of the, the real risk and. 
Yeah, I mean, oftentimes through a merger and acquisition, the acquiring company will hire a firm, whether it be ours or somebody else, a third party to, to do a due diligence, right, and to determine what the tax obligation is. And then what ends up happening, uh, what has happened several times is that the company will reach out to us, hey, I need you to do your own due diligence on us and figure out how to help mitigate this. And then we'll do our own due diligence, Here's where you've established Nexus, and we'll cal calculate. Well, we'll estimate or calculate the amount of tax that's due, based on when you establish Nexus, and then um, we'll walk through that with them specifically. Oftentimes, there's not much mitigation that can happen. I mean, the facts right. are the facts. You should have collected tax three years ago. You never did. Here's how much tax that we estimate should have been collected, and depending on how detailed the data is, we can calculate that pretty accurately. Now, what do you want to do about it? Um, right. You can obviously submit a voluntary disclosure, and you can come clean. You can pay all that tax, get a waiver of the penalty, potentially the interest, depending on the state. You can wait to see if an amnesty program rolls out with any given state. Um, maybe through an amnesty, they're willing to waive penalty and interest and limit the look back. I mean, different states will come out with different things. You can, you know start dealing with the tax now yeah i should have collected it and you can start remitting that tax over time as you have the income to remit the tax on current returns and maybe that will help in a mitigation process yeah we were aware of the tax liability four years ago uh, and from that point we've we've uh, calculated there's how much tax we should have collected and so we've been remitting that tax and so through a merger and acquisition to your point you can maybe mitigate that a little bit or argue you know we're we're trying to get in compliance in right. compliance but unless it uh, I mean and that's the other thing is that people oftentimes think that it will just go away well with time it'll just it'll it'll be so old it'll go away and the truth is that there's no statute of limitations for a tax return that's been unfiled or tax sales tax that's not that's been unpaid that hasn't gone remitted there, there's the statute of limitations doesn't apply to it now, the statute of limitations applies if you filed a return and permitted the tax, and that's what the states will typically audit is what's in the statute of limitations, what's, what's been the last four years of filings and payments. And so that's what we call the statute of limitations clock. It starts that clock when hmm. you get registered and fi filing returns that the states typically will stay in uh, that period. So you get registered back in 20, let's say 2020. And you don't get audited until, let's say, 2027. Well, you've been filing a remaining return for seven years. The state's only able to audit what's in that statute of limitations, not what's before that. Unless you raise your hand and uh, you indicate, hey, yeah, I got registered in 2020, but I've been doing business since 2018 when the economic nexus legislation mm -hmm. came out. I mean, it's just, it's just unlikely that that happens, and it's very very rare if at all that we've seen it in the sales tax practice uh, from auditors that that dig into it now it certainly can happen and i'm sure that there are stories out there from other professionals right that they've dug up right but so do have we worked with a, a number of our clients like if do they reach out to us and say hey i'm looking to acquire this business could you do some due diligence. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, we do we do assist and help with that and we have. The other thing that, you know, the, aside from these things that we've talked about, the other aspect of the due diligence is um, companies oftentimes forget that, you know, they're the successor of liability, but they're also the successor of, of the assets. So maybe they've purchased uh, or mm. purchased fixed, fixed assets or they've expanded a new footprint or they've you know just paid been paying sales tax on on regular expenses that um, they shouldn't have been so you can um, pursue refunds of overpayments of tax Ooh. on those items over the last you know whatever the statute of limitations allows whenever that tax was remitted uh, mm. four years later or three years since then so they're also the successor of any potential refunds uh, that uh, are due to them. So that's another area in which companies will reach out that will help and that will assist um, identifying and then pursuing those refunds. Obviously, the company maybe has been acquired by X company, but you can still go get those refunds through the state or through vendors or whatever the case may be. You know, if you ask me, this is like the sexy side. Tax, you know, it's probably the most it's, sexy. It's true. But uh, I'm surprised at the number of uh, concerns that people have in obtaining refunds. And legitimately, uh, I mean, you overpaid tax, so you shouldn't be concerned. Well, right. I am concerned because if I request a refund, they're going to look into it deeper. Okay. Mm. Well, here's the facts. Here's why the tax wasn't due. We present that, and we'll see what else follows. Uh, some people are concerned with how it looks to their boss. Man, I've been paying tax over the last several years, and I shouldn't have been. Why did we overpay all that tax? Well, we did, and you see it all the time. People just take a conservative approach, and we don't fault right. them for it. But you definitely ought to be reviewing that and identifying processes and things to correct it. Well, I think that's, I think that's important. I mean, there's gotta be like a, just a mindset change, but, uh, yeah. one last question that I'm You're really questions today. I'm bro. genuinely interested <laughs> in this. I mean, this is sexy. I like it. Sexy. <laughs> Anyways. Um, like do, do we work with like brokers or like, I know there's like, uh, these uh groups of people who you know there's people that uh they represent a group of investors right buying companies i mean do we yeah. do we partner with those type of people uh that's a danny question i don't know if we actually partner with them i have worked uh just recently well that's so weird that you asked that question no this wasn't pre-planned um, just recently, I was working with this company who is part of this venture capital group, right? Ah, so that's there's that's like like 14, 15 companies. Right. But yeah, same, same ordeal. Um, everybody who is buying and selling tangible personal property or services has to deal with sales tax in one way or another. It's the bottom line. Right. And so it doesn't matter who you are. I mean, we'll... We, we can definitely assist and help. And you may not have an obligation, and that's fine. That's good. It's great. It makes your life a little bit easier because, you know, it's on somebody else's plate or somebody else's shoulders or you got the proper documentation in place to, to support why tax is not due. But, yeah, everybody who's buying and selling things, even the venture capital yeah. groups, 
even the um, other companies that uh, you know have sister companies or related companies um, definitely have something to be concerned about. Oh, Par, Jason, our CEO, he is saying, uh, you know, is sales tax keeping you up at night? No? Well, maybe it should be. Maybe it should be. You got to think about that. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. Well, Paul, (laughs) thank you so much. Um, This this kind of stuff is really interesting to me. Of course. Um, But yeah, like Paul said, if you if you if your company is buying and selling stuff, or you're thinking about buying a company that buys and sells stuff, you need a Nexus slash risk analysis done. And it's something we can we can chat about to you and, and sometimes it only takes a phone call and we can yeah. say, Yeah, there's nothing much here but or yeah, we really need to do this. Um yeah. so let's dive deeper into it. And you know, this convers that conversation could you know, it's only like a thirty to forty minute conversation and we can yeah. we can gather enough information to give you a solid answer and and know exactly what direction to take and so don't hesitate um and it no matter if you're a cpa venture capitalist group um business owner whoever will talk to you all right thank you so much and uh we hope to talk to you on another one thanks ryan